Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the I'll Try That podcast. Uh, I am joined this week by Matthew Barber. Howdy doodly do. And we are travelling to Bavaria. You know we love to travel to Bavaria. There's a lot of great beer in Bavaria. And uh, we are trying um, Weinstefana. Did I pronounce that, pronounce that correctly, Matt? I'll, gi- I'll give you that. Yeah, I've been, yeah. yeah. Weinstefana. Yeah. Weinstefana. Okay. My hamster is gestorben. There you go. Wait, no, so it's, I was missing the shush, basically, in my, in my pronunciations. <laughs> you need so to we're shush it up a bit. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I need to get more confident, is what you're saying, with my, uh, my yeah, German that, pronunciations. That's what you <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, so we're traveling to Bavaria. We're going to try one of the, this, this fantastic um, this, um, beer, uh, this, the Hefe Weiss beer that we both, both have in the Bavarian style. Uh, which I'm very excited by because every beer I've had out of Bavaria has always been an absolute cracker um, that has made its way to the UK. So I'm excited to really dive into this. But Matt, you have a hot topic for us. I do indeed. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so there's uh, it's a bit of a story doing rounds at the moment. There are free beers available to anyone who wants to hike to Britain's most remote pub. Um, would you like to hazard a guess as to where Britain's most remote pub is? <laughs> I, um, I instinctively Scotland? went. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that went. Sorry, my my mind went in two places. Scotland is is the is the right answer. Uh, it is um, uh, lo- uh, the northern shore of Loch Nevis on the Noidart Peninsula, which. I mean, I, I admit I don't know Scotland intimately. I've never yeah. even heard of that, that bit. Um, what if we're not going for the Falkland Islands, which was my other potential option for, 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 for <laughs> yeah. Britain's most remote pub? Um, but yeah, um, there is a... <laughs> I, I, I was going to say it's going to be a really lovely pub. I've not been, but I think I've already made my mind up that it would be unbelievable if it's one that you need to um, hike 15 miles to get to. Um, oh. So it is, it is a pub called The Old Forge, um, and it's probably, you know, people have been doing the hike over a couple of days. Um, but, uh, yeah, this summer, if you, uh, do the hike to this pub, they'll give you a few, uh, free beer. Um, there is like a password for it. Um, I think it, it's a secret, but it's out there. You probably have to say wiggle. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> brilliant. The, um, um, cause it's to do with, uh, there's a sports brand, um, in the area, uh, as I understand, called Wiggle, who have uh, teamed up with a um, micro brewery, um, Noidart Brewery, no less, of that, of that neck of the woods, uh, and it's to uh, promote their new beer, which is called Trail, which I understand is 5.1% golden uh, hints of citrus, single malt, single hop, uh, and you'll only be able to get it from, from the old forge. So that's kind of cool, isn't it? Yeah, that sounds really tasty. Uh, I know they're like really kind of, you know, you've made it, well done. You here's some beer. Here's a reward. I quite like the idea that they maybe even like came up with the idea because someone did the 15 mile hawk, uh, walk, hike, walk. We'll call it a hawk for now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> got to the old forge, went up to the uh, bar, and was like, "Oh, I'll have, yeah, I'll punt trail, please." And then put a hand in their pocket, went, "Oh no, yeah. <laughs> I'll left them all in behind, uh, hoping for a little session." But I said, "Well, we need one, one, one on the house anyway." I think, but as business plans go, I don't quite understand how they're going to make money. I know that it's not about that. It must be about the fact that they've got there and well done them and things. But have they just got like a load of locals who live up there as well who are just like, we love this place. We always go there. We, and they keep them afloat. So any, you know, outsider is just welcomed with open arms, basically. That's the bit that I couldn't quite um, 
extrapolate from some of these stories was whether there are, you know, because, I mean, there is, um, there's a sports company and a microbrewery. Um, so, I, you know, I imagine there's got to be a little community there as well that doesn't need to hike 50 miles to the pub, <laughs> to the pub every time. But um, yeah. I'm guessing they get you, after you have done a 15 mile hike, you're probably after, you know, at least a bowl of chips. Yeah. <laughs> the so, um, maybe maybe a bottle of chips is like twenty one pounds or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I was going to say they make all their <laughs> money on the food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, so there you go. But uh, yeah, if anyone's feeling really, ex- uh, you know, Scotland is a beautiful part of the world, particularly yeah. in July when this offer is on. So um, yeah, if anyone wants to go, as this reoccurring joke is, get a wiggle on and uh, try. Noid Art Brewery's uh, new uh, golden uh, IPA called Trail. You know where to go. Um, yeah, enjoy. So we talked about travelling to from Scotland to Bavaria. Um, yeah, it's got a, a short flight. I think you can probably get direct flights from Scotland to uh, to Germany and to South yeah. of Germany in particular. Um, so we're going to be talking about uh, Weissdivan, um, which I, I must admit is one of those. If you scan, go down the you know your local supermarket aisle here in the UK, it would probably blur into a sea of you know German you know fantastic looking like kind of uh, you know Weiss beer bottles that we have here. Um, we've got a, good, a nice good little selection, but I think these have always been there. But I, I you know alongside like Erdinger, for example, I think would always be sat there like be Erdinger, be this, Definitely. you know, yeah. the, you know, and a couple of others, a couple of local Hogarden. Hogarden would be up there as well. Lefeg would be up there as well. I know that's not German, but it would still class in the same kind of category of we like just group different beers from different places. Um, I was thinking, because this is the the, uh, vice beer as well, but then some of them classic Bavarian lagers, uh, what have we done before? Paulana. Paulana. You've got Hells. Yeah, yeah, uh, those sorts of things. And um, it's funny though, because you say that, and actually I could say like, and I maybe haven't taken the moment to appreciate how just how gloriously elegant this tall, this long, tall bottle yes. is. And I'm sure it has been on supermarket shelves for such a long time. And actually, I mean, I don't like I can't I can't think of anyone I know who like on the regular yes. goes and goes and buys a Vine Stefana. I'm complete with you. I'm but complete with you. It must it must still happen. Um and it's well, like it's almost like you have to pay like due deference to Weinstefana because they do claim to be the oldest uh, brewery in, in the world. Something like over a thousand years or something. Is that yeah, what they're basically I, I, claiming? I, I, I thought I'd just, like uh, in in like the eleventh century or something like that. I suppose you started ten yeah. ten forty, I think. So that, that is if you hang around for seventeen years and there for one thousandth birthday. That's going to be a party, isn't it? Um, Jeez. But yeah. Um, I almost feel like it's. Uh, I, I've also seen them like, uh, you know, very seldom uh, on tap in a pub, but in like good pubs, I, in, in my experience, will have yeah. bottles of Weinstevaner in the little fridges da- down below at the back, and it's yeah. almost like they. Oh, I, I, I wish I knew more about the history of them, but it's almost like they kind of conquered beer, and just forever they're going to have a place on the shelf, whether people buy them or not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well. I think they kind of have to because they basically said they are the oldest brewery in the world and they claim to be the father of, of, of German beer. So basically, yeah, if you like beer, and as we know, the Germans do, they, these guys, I think, made that claim that they are basically like, if you like beer, it's because of us because we are the fathers of, 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 of beer from Germany, um, which is outstanding. It's, uh, you know, there's a lot of lot of things here. It's the, the longest continuously run brewery in the world 
Uh, you know, it was a monastery yeah. at one point, which just makes a lot of sense. You know, they'll be. I'm sure they're. Um, yeah, yeah. So they are. You know, compliant with the the, the Bavarian purity law of 1516. Yes. So, do you know, what, um, again, actually, uh, we'll have to do a little check into it. But I'm sure they would have actually contributed to making that <laughs> law. You know, someone would have been involved there uh, from the Vine Stefan side of things. Um, but it is the name comes from the town of Vine Stefan. And if you're a Weinstefaner, you are one of Weinstefan. Uh, say that ten times fast. Um, it's uh, freezing, I think, is the actual town. Is I mean, it probably is in January. Um, <laughs> this, is, this is Munich. This is just outside Munich. It's Bavaria. It is proper, proper beer country, isn't it? Yes. And yeah, we, as we were saying, they're known for that sort of hell, Hellas um, uh, beer. But um, yeah, they, they churn a lot of these out and... Um, it, 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 I mean, it seemed a little bit conceited to say that it's a sort of invented beer because it's not the, this type of beer that, um, uh, for instance, the UK, who's probably brewing beer for quite a long time, actually, they say Egypt was, had the oldest actual yeah. uh, example of, of, of beer. But it's, I'm um, sure it was Mesopotamia. The Mesopotamians always yeah. did first. <laughs> they, were all, they were all at it, weren't they? Um, <laughs> the vice beer is quite a distinctive taste. I refer to it as distinctive because... As we may have heard, listeners, if you've listened to the podcast before, you know it has a bit of a funny effect on me. Um, <laughs> it is that um, which you I, never fail to bring up every time. Every time. Every time. <laughs> every time. Um, it's like also if you mention asparagus in front of me, you know, <laughs> everyone knows the thing about asparagus and you're wee smelling funny. Um, but uh, it is it is the archetype of ice beer, isn't it? Yeah. It's that kind of. I always think of it as kind of like a sweet. Sweeter, um, almost honey. Yeah, I was thinking um, honey, like nectary, kind of like smoothness, like golden and smooth. Yeah, yeah. Um, exactly always smooth, it. always smooth with this with this kind of finish as well. How it goes down, um, very like you hit the nail on the head. Just like that kind of sweetness, but I almost feel like with these, although they're drunk cold, they make me feel warm because yes, you're enjoying yeah. what's what you're having and it's like yeah, oh it's like a, it's like i'm being hugged actually by this beer it's quite t- yeah. it's, it's just like nice i'm safe here you know that's it yeah um, the big tall neck and it's kind of like friendly but imposing label and said so you're going to enjoy this beer so just you, you know put a just did we've got you <laughs> exactly yeah we've been yeah. around for a very long time we know how to make beer and and i think this is like you know they they haven't ever really done anything too big about their marketing or branding uh, to build their brand because they just they are there they've been the oldest brewery they've been around for a long long time and its reputation is basically well known within the beer drinking community rather than like externally if you know about beer you you will have come across this beer and that's probably yeah. who are the, the beer enthusiasts are probably the ones keeping the business beer alive in in, uh, in different cities yeah but, you know, just, they, they you know as much as obviously I've been around for that amount of time they do have other beers I haven't encountered any of them before, to be quite no. honest. And most people, I suppose most people won't have done dark, light, at both, because this is a wheat, they have a dark wheat and a light wheat as well. Right. Um, original Hells, Pilsner, dark. Um, sorry, I'm reading the list and I was like, what the hell is that? Crystal <laughs> <laughs> Vice Beer, uh, and a Vitus and. Fest beer is the one I'd like to try because that'll be your, that'll be your, your Oktoberfest beer. Um, oh yes, you know, yes, in the giant stein and that sort of thing. But um, Corbinian, I don't think that has anything to do with Jeremy Corbyn. 
It's spelled with K, <laughs> K and an I anyway. I don't think so. I don't think so at all. <laughs> that would be a weird podcast. <laughs> weird. Do you know who we endorse with our beer? Vian Stefan X Jeremy Corbyn. <laughs> I, I would be interested. <laughs> like What's the link see. there, guys? What's I have no link? idea. That would be a red beer, surely. <laughs> Let's be honest. Um, but uh, yeah, got all of those. I don't think any of them are readily available in, in the UK. But oh. uh, to be fair, they've got a very solid and very reliable um, uh, vice beer, which is Wine Stefana vice, basically. So, um, so yeah, did we get to the, so Have we got to the bottom of why they have Wine Stefana and Wine Stefan? As they're like brewery or like village or like beer names, I'm I am in the dark on this, and I don't know why they've got because my bottle says Vine Stefan Er, mm-hmm. and the the label that if you go and look, for instance, on their website just says Vine Stefan and no er on the end, and I know that the German thing is er is you know someone of that place or yeah. so that you know, Frankfurter. I mean, we all know the hot dog is yeah. it came from Frankfurt a hamburger and um, what's the, the famous JFK thing was that Ich bin ein Berliner ich bin, ich bin ein Berliner yeah which also to you know people first getting into German go ah oh, he's you know he's someone of Berlin but also yeah. if you're from Berlin you know that a Berliner is a donut <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah they have other words so Weinstefana you know, once upon a time will probably have meant, you know, a person from Weinstefan, uh, but yeah. al- almost now is almost like that. It's like, um, I was thinking about the, the brand name that gives it itself to the product, I suppose, but more geographical than that anyway. So I really don't know why sometimes they drop the ER. Um, we'll write to them. Well, sorry, we'll find <laughs> out. We'll, we'll get to the bottom of this. We'll fact check this whole thing. I need to improve my German if I'm going to write to them, to be fair. Well, I was going to say, yeah, I, 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 I mean, I can do get ChatGPT to do it for me, but I don't think that would probably come out the right, as, as we intended. But um, talking a bit more about the brewery, because obviously you'd expect a thousand-year-old brewery or brewery that's been that claims to be the world's oldest brewery is going to look pretty spectacular. And you're right, it looks pretty damn spectacular from photos. It, you know, it's an ex-monastery brewed by Benedictine monks, and then it was the Royal Bavarian State Brewery at one point as well. Um, that was under control of the Bavarian government itself. So, you know, it's a very historic... Oh, excuse me. Oh, it's an effect on you. <laughs> it's a very historic-looking building mixed with very, obviously, very industrial, modern tech, you know, equipment on the inside. Yeah. It's funny, it kind of doesn't look big enough to me for how much beer they must churn out. But then at the same time, <laughs> that's kind of contrary to what I said before in that they're always on the supermarket shelf, but I don't know anyone who buys it. Yeah. I feel bad every time I say I don't know anyone who buys it because I do think it's a really lovely beer. And to me, it's, just, it's not en vogue at the moment, is it really? No, um, I think it's just always been there and it's obviously clearly will always be around because it's been around for so long. Yeah. Um, but it's it's clearly not a, a fan of favourite because it's not picking up you know huge amounts of shelf space. It's a beer I'm having for the very first time, and I'd like to consider myself someone who likes to try different types of beers. Um, mm. So to get to this point in my beer consumption career, I can even call it a career, but you know enjoyment <laughs> of beer to have this beer for the first time is rare, I suppose. Unless you're a new brewery, it's very rare that I haven't had one of your beers before. Let's put it that way. Um, but this is interesting because it's um, it. Uh, how I, I always have to try and pull it back to. I'm actually 
I'm probably doing a blasphemy here. I'm probably I'm drinking my Weinstevana beer in an Erdinger glass, which I know they probably you know are saying, "Oh, you cannot do that. You absolute you know crazy." It's okay, I'm doing that too. <laughs> yeah. Erdinger sent us glasses, and it felt half appropriate. <laughs> We're just appropriating all the cultures in one. It's yeah, like, yes, great. Yeah, no, I mean, again, shout out to Erdinger. Thank you very much for the glassware. <laughs> <laughs> We're really enjoying the Weinstevana out of this. <laughs> <laughs> and that's got to, you know, that's probably what you, as a brewer, you want is is you to drink, is people to drink their competitive products in your glassware. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like you, you've got the last laugh almost. But I am enjoying it; it's tasty. But I always try and pull it back to what is it like with an Erdinger, for example. Um, do you have an, an, a take on that, or do you like best this one or the or the Erdinger? Um, it's weird. I actually wouldn't necessarily say that I you know by some by much of a distance prefer Erdinger but I think that I do and I think yeah. I have found myself drinking Erdinger more frequently yeah. I think I would say that, that that's my basis for for, um, for having drunk, drunk it which is really weird because also I'm sure there was a point when to, if I'm being completely frank I think it was when my older brother went to the 2006 Football World Cup in Germany right. and, <laughs> and came back and I think he'd been drinking Hogarden Mm. Um, and I remember thinking that was like, I and, and that was possibly likely quite early in my beer drinking. Uh, again, interesting use of the word career. Um, <laughs> but I remember thinking that was quite a uh, a nice one. But uh, yeah, I, again, for, for for given reasons, I tend to stay away. But I think um, uh, I think I lean to Erdinger. But also, mm. there might be that might be down to more you know the distribution than than, than, the, than the taste itself um I, I do like the taste of the the vice beers but um I, I put my hands up you blind tasted me on the two i won't be able to tell you which is which yeah well, I, my palate certainly would, I agree i think certainly my, my palate for vice beers are, are very under, underdeveloped in comparison to other beer styles um, I was going to say the same thing, very similar. Uh, that I actually don't, I couldn't pick these out of a lineup, if I'm quite honest, mm-hmm. just because my palate is not there. Whereas, you know, I can pick it out quite quickly with lagers. You know, if you show me a, an Asahi versus a Sapporo, I probably could tell you the difference between those two Japanese beers, you know, because just because. Yeah, completely. And, um, uh, you know, I, I understand that style a little bit more. That being mm-hmm. said, I am like an Erdinger, which I love. I love an Erdinger. Um, I will have them infrequently. It won't be my weekly or monthly go-to. I might have them maybe once or twice a year in Erdinger. This one, I also think, could fit into that category. I think it fits nicely. I think I like a, you know, I do like a vice beer every now and then. And if I'm feeling like, you know, you know, I'll go to the go to Tesco's on my way home from work. I'm thinking, oh, I want something a little bit different. Then maybe I'd pick this up because actually it is a little bit different and it's a very easy drinking um, beer. It's as we talked about before. It has those kind of honey notes. It's very kind of smooth as a consumption. Um, and it yeah. may, and it feels like a warm hug. I just can't get over it. It's a cold <laughs> beer that makes you feel like you're being hugged by a, a strong, lovely Bavarian, Bavarian. <laughs> in leather trousers, who, who's who's been very gracious and given us a hug after we said we can't tell the difference between these two beers. And our, our, our I, I think um, if they're out there, our two Bavarian listeners who are going Erdinger and Weinstefana are so completely different. How can you not that. tell the difference between, the, the, like, between the two? How do you call yourselves a beer yeah. podcast and not tell the difference between these two? You subhuman scum. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I wish we did. I mean, it was sort of, I'm just trying to think of the equivalent of, I mean, it's almost like 
to, to them as the equivalent of not liking Timothy Taylor's or something like that. Um, but um, <laughs> I did get a dig in while Travis isn't here. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's lovely. And, and yeah, I, I would like to sort of <laughs> encourage those two potentially imaginary Bavarian listeners that we've got to say that John, <laughs> we. I do look at it as, you know, the occasional breath of fresh air here. Yeah, yeah. Very nice. Doesn't form my regular uh, beer intake. Um, so I talked earlier on about how they haven't really done any marketing or branding kind of like development. Obviously, you know, they are. They're, they're as old as, as time, quite literally, in the brewing world. Um, and so they're just, they've always there. But one thing they have done in the last couple of years is they set up a podcast, actually, Speak of the Devils. Um, it's called the beer, B I E R cast, the beer cast, which makes a lot of sense. Uh, a thousand Jamaican years of, of, of beer. Yeah, it sounded Jamaican, didn't it? Uh, <laughs> um, and it's been set up by the brand, one of their brand ambassadors and their online marketing manager to basically like map out, you know, and tell the stories of the, of the world's oldest brewery, um, and things that they're doing in the day to day. So I think if you want to get a real insight into, you know, uh, Vine, Vine, oh God, Vine Stefanens, <laughs> like you. kind of like background <laughs> and what they're all about. Then definitely go and check out the beer cast. Um, you can find it on Spotify. It looks like they stopped posting episodes on the thirty in, in April of this year, but you know, hey, there might be more episodes coming. Who knows? So um, one one further thing I'd like to add about Vine Stefano, I have been having a little uh, investigate at is um, we know someone who uh, engages quite readily with um, merch, beer merch. Oh, yes. Um, and I had an initial look at these guys and thought, oh, I bet they've got some real niche yeah, beer yeah, merch. Yeah. Uh, and actually, I was thinking... What have we oh, seen before? Like, all... like walking poles? You know? Yeah, yeah, that was it. I think that wasn't that... Uh, no, St- well, no, it was Steigl. Steigl, that was it, yeah. the Rattler, wasn't it? Um, <laughs> so these are at first I couldn't really see much I was like glassware a t-shirt yeah. and then I was like oh they have beer coaster holder which Ooh. presumably I, you would have thought they would send you a, beer, a few beer coasters as well and I was like oh that's sort of kind of good for, for my co-hosts they might because we've got um, uh, you know we, we had those um, mosaic board print um, coasters done yes. and I was like oh and actually they have a nice vine to find a like embroidered blanket and yeah, I was yeah. like you know those are interesting but they're not that cool and then I went, hold the phone. If only I had a spare 199 euros and 90 cents. Okay. So I could purchase for someone the official Weinstefan Lederhosen. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, or even better, the Weinstefan Dirndl. <laughs> oh, you want the Dirndl? <laughs> yeah. Uh, although it's it's only a hundred euros for the Dundle, but you would have to get it with the the Dundle blouse, which is fifty euros. I'm going to tell you a Dundle story because um, uh, one of our, our long time and, and you know without fail listeners is, is my mother. Um, so <laughs> shout out shout out to my mother for this. Thank you very much for listening to and, and oh, to continuing with these episodes. Um, and, uh, and always interacting with us on Instagram as well. Matt's been thoroughly enjoying the commentary and, and back and forth on, on that. So thanks. Keep it up. But anyway, <laughs> the Dirndl story goes that, um, as a family, we used to host German students who used to come over for, you know, months on an end, you know, kind of they would do some work experience in the UK and then they would go back as part of their studies. And we had this one, um, <clears throat> this one, one student who, um, she was, you know, I, I guess kind of very, very strong minded, let's put it that way, uh, in her convictions and things. And uh, it was coming up close to the October, you know, 
you know, September time, basically, which is when, as everyone knows very famously, that October-based <laughs> Octoberfest <laughs> happens in September. And um, uh, anyway, she got her. She's from Bavaria, and she got her mum to send out her dirndl. And her mum tells this story fantastically, and I'll butcher it, I'm sure. But it's basically, you know, mum, mum says along the lines of she's having this conversation. She goes, "So, you know, can you can you tell us a bit more about the dirndl?" And this student turns around and says, "It's not dirndl. It's." Dungel, you know, it's just like <laughs> such a, like a, a small, like, oh, okay, what well, can you tell me about it then? You know, just kind of moved on, like, like no. professional she is, but like my mother is, but it's like, Jesus, like, come on. <laughs> yeah, um, they're splitting hairs and they're splitting whatever that was. Um, <laughs> not Dungel, it's Dungel. Yeah, no fair play. Um, well, uh, if that's ever an insight into um, how serious they are about, uh, about the beer. Well, actually, sorry, the, the, the dirt is not the beer, is it? But it's always the... the, the well, you should close an outfit. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. But, uh, well, it's, it's the female lederhosen, basically. Yeah, is the, yeah is the indeed. Um, but I was going to ask about numbers, yes. but I can't imagine that their numbers are, like, off ah, the chain, you know? Well, uh, I did mention to you they have a podcast with an online sorry, marketing yeah, um, manager who is of one of the main drivers of that. So, actually, their numbers on Instagram is 30,007. K followers. I feel like they should have the. It's a, that is, you know, pretty impressive. I feel like that instead of an Instagram or a Twitter, they should have a town crier who just like <laughs> goes on tour and shouts. Oh, they do. They, I'm sure they do. They have like a lot of like an interesting, um, you know, kind of. They're, they're doing a lot of lot of things basically. You know, they're doing work with. I think Vestefan, Vinestefan, is basically a very very well known brewery, obviously yeah. in in that area, and they're doing a lot of interesting things, but. It's what you expect from a well-established brewery. Yeah. You know, they're, like, sponsoring skiing events in the summer. You know, in the summer? No, in the winter. Imagine it. That's blunder of the week. <laughs> how, how quirky are you as a brewer when you're sponsoring skiing events in the summer? <laughs> Come and get our new... Yeah, a great Christmas present. Who cares if it's July? <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Um, anyway, they are they are very active and they're and they're obviously a big name in Bavaria, especially. Um, and and they do have photos on their Instagram of marching bands in traditional garb and looks to be yeah. like a conductor slash town choir thing. So I think they've hit hit your nice. what you were expecting yeah. to see from them. Also, as well as like working with um, you know more like like music artists and you know and things like that as well. So they're definitely spanning the gamut of like getting out there. Yeah getting out there and what you kind of would hope from a well-traditional, uh, you know, and kind of established and who claims to be the world's oldest brewery. And that's all we have time for in this week's episode of the I'll Try That podcast. And so from me, Joe, Rich, Barber, and Simo, goodbye. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, I'll Try That Podcast.com, and watch us on YouTube. Goodbye now. <laughs> <laughs>